When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons. We are here to play Dungeons & Dragons with each other. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz, John Jagger, Kristen Ashton, and Kyle Ferguson. And a yet-to-be-named young little boy. One day, he'll be our DM. And shitting his pants at the same time. <laughs> just going to scream bok bok into the mic. <laughs> make sure those are his first words. Bok bok would be his first words. That would be... I can't decide if I would like that or if that would be the saddest thing I've ever heard. But we'll <laughs> we'll see when it gets here. Uh, hello, folks. We're back. We're a day late, but never a dollar short. And we got a show to do for you today. We're glad you're here with us live. Anyone listening at home, we love you, too, and glad you're here as well. Before we get too far, I'd like to read an email from a listener. That is the tradition here on the show. They go to the website to send these emails. That website is therewillbedungeons.com. His name is Chance, and he says this. Hello, TWBD crew. I just listened to episode 68, where Stanley brings up the idea of setting up a tiny hut to use as a safe place to get healed while others engage in combat outside. I had a question for Bo and John regarding whether it could be used as a pseudo-funnel. Since Stanley can uh, sorry, since Stanley can decide who is allowed into the hut, could the whole party be inside and then Stanley let one or two enemies enter at a time to be killed by the ready group? I imagine this would be pretty boring and game-breaking if possible, but a better alternative to uh, death in a sticky situation. I love the show. I hope it continues for years to come. Says uh, Chance. He's also known as Surge of Power in the chat room. Uh, Bo, maybe you more than John can answer this. Or uh, John, if you have any thoughts, throw in. But what about that tiny hut? Can it be used as a, uh, an enemy funnel? You got to unmute, though, Bo. You're muted, bud. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> An enemy funnel. You mean allowing enemies into it one at a time? Yeah, like just one or two at a time. Because mm. uh, because because John's the only one he says in this email that can let him in, which makes sense. Leave sure, it if it's an aggressive, stupid creature, perhaps, perhaps that would work. I don't see why it wouldn't. That's a good point. If it's a dumb, like we're thinking video game here, where you could trick the AI into doing some dumb pathing, but in D and D, Bo may have a smart enemy coming in there i mean yeah like if they're a smart you know military group that you're up against and one of them can go in they're probably they're probably gonna lie in wait first of all (laughs) and not be out in the open where you could pop out and shoot them so i think there's a lot of creatures that would be too smart to fall for that and i am the ai and i'm hopefully not that dumb right um uh so yeah it might only work on feral really aggressive creatures with no amount of intelligence interesting but john any thoughts 
no, that's that's right. It's hard to use in a combat situation. The old tiny hut mm. uh, takes a while to cast. Takes even longer if I don't want to use a spell slot to do it. So you can't really readily just throw it up, anticipating combat. And uh, yeah, if, if if a doorway was only letting one of you through, and everybody else was like, "Oh, I still can't get through," you'd just walk away. Interesting. Or you'd all gather around and just aim your guns and just wait for the moment that it goes down in an open fire. So it has its uh, it has its combat limitations for sure. Well, Chance, we appreciate the question. And uh, who knows, in future when that hut comes out, when Stanley whips out his hut, we may do more with it this time than we did last time. I don't know. Uh, we also have another rules clarification to do before we start. Oh, give it to me. What is it? We, we already clarified this offline, but um, last week on There Will Be Dungeons... <laughs> stealing Hope's Thunder here. Um, <laughs> Damn it. Hope's Thunder sounds like a gun you haven't given her yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Mold Earth spell that you used, uh, we received a clarification from a listener yeah. that uh, we've been using it improperly in that it affects loose earth. So all those shenanigans with your Operation Pez Dispenser <laughs> was incorrect. Now, we're just going to retcon it to say there was loose earth there and it was fine, but you no more opening up dungeon walls, which is a huge relief for me because I don't know all of your dungeons were going to be made of steel going forward. Um, I don't know, know why that never to occurred to me before, but the, the listeners... There's small the, little words. Yeah. The There's small little words right. in the spell text yeah. that are easy to look over. Yeah. I just, I guess, uh, when when listeners come at us with like a rule question or something, do not be afraid to do that because sometimes we're not even noticing it, that we're doing a thing. Yeah, and so it's yeah. good to be reminded once in a while. So, Mold Earth is no longer OP. We have nerfed it to where it should be. It's still OP. You can still dig the T Rex pit. There's still have lots of uses. Just can't do solid wall. Right. So my pest it has dispenser, to be loose earth. Yeah. One of my Excellent. finest moments, I think, in the history of our campaign, dashed against the wind because I uh, really shouldn't have been able to do that with walls. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine, and we appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you for the clarification. We will now turn our heads toward Hope, a.k.a. Kristen, who will tell us what happened last week so that we know better about what to do this week. Kristen, take it away. Yes, indeed. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, the troop was trapped. Below the battlements, the savage sounds of skirmish snared the scrutiny of the now subterranean saboteurs. Riflemen readied while spearmen stood. Who would kick off the carnage? The party purposed a puckish plan. Pharrell readily revealed himself to the wrongdoing reptiles. Immediately, he incited interest by hurrying back down the hallway. Spearmen, spurred on and securing their spoil, rushed rapidly into the readied ruse. For, in reality, Pharrell had vaulted into a vent Nash had molded, then mended. Now waiting for the winked to grasp their gambit, Pharrell dashed to a different door, ready to wrestle the riflemen. As he grappled with Gusto, Stanley transformed him into a T-Rex. Nash flew fast, completely closing the corridor, fully subduing the now-spurned spearmen. Focusing on the fray, Mind Flayer marched forward, mentally manipulating the terrifying T-Rex until Hope sunk shots into the foe's frail flesh, spurning the spell before it backfired. Pharrell, reinvigorated in his rampage, maimed the masses while munching on the tentacled terror. In its desperation, it vomited a volley that vanquished the velocity of Hope and Varel, leaving Stanley and Nash on death-dealing duty. The two took no time dispatching the devils, first the flayer, then the firers. One by one, they beat the beasts, liquidating lizards with light and lance. Now free to feel out the flat, they focused on the considerable column of light cascading forth from the floor. 
Deemed destructive to any contacted components, they next noticed nomadic nematodes fleeing from a fissure in the facade. Moving this aside, they were met with a metal door, a peculiar panel, and a built-in button. Curiouser and curiouser, they proceeded to push the panel only to barely bypass an abruptly appearing aperture. Now rejoin our heroes as they delve deeper into the depths of the dungeon. Can they calm the covetous cavity clogging their course? Will Varel refuse to fight in any other form than a T-Rex? And why didn't anyone pick up one of the rifles? Stay tuned for today's adventure in the wide world of The Wastes. We didn't even talk about the feedback we got about nobody looting the bodies. That was pretty fun <laughs> to deal with. But I think we explained it pretty well. We did it in our post in our bonus show, which, by the way, everybody who is not a part of our pod system, you're going to get that today on the feed along with today's episode. So you'll get to hear us talk a little more in depth about how we feel about loot in general as a team. But uh, anyway, that was a that was a fun excursion. All right, Bo, it's in your hands. You have the keys. Where are you taking us today? Well, we ended last week with Hope just barely getting her real hand fingers uh, snipped off by the the panel. There's a control panel with buttons and a little glass globe. As it opened up into a mouth, it went, ah, and tried to bite her fingers off. And then and I was going, shing, 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 or there's a mouth there. You're standing in front. Uh, let me set the scene a little more. There's, you're standing in front of a opened-up secret area. There's two large steel... Um, doors that are, you know, no handles, just closed in the center. There are worms, the black worms, crawling through them, making their way behind you to the spire and up the spire of Caravalon Keep, where the light is shooting from the sky and into the ground below. The door panel goes, shing, 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 shing. It stops for a second. And it, it doesn't have eyes, but it seems to move its face towards Hope and then towards Stanley. And then it says, You are wanted by the Door Authority. Oh, no. <laughs> Freaking Door Authority. Hope's oh, going to look over and Stanley. You will have no purchase here. It says, You will have no purchase here. Be gone. Door. This door is off limits to you. Nash says, it's another one of the doors. I hate the doors. Yeah, well, you're not alone there. Um, any ideas on how to deal with this one? Disrobe. Excuse me? <laughs> the last door was rather infatuated with you. This one, too, shall fall to your charm. This is a whole different door. I am not going to disrobe before it. Then I have no ideas. Is that what we did last time? <laughs> last time we burned the door. Oh, we burned the door, right. Perhaps we could burn we it again. Asphyxiated in the resulting flames. It worked, though. We could do it again. What's it made of? Looks like a metal. Oh, well, There's shit. Two steel doors. That's right. With a panel off to the side that has now burst out and is chomping and talking to you. And it's physical, right? The the chomper? 
Yeah. It's the panel. The panel itself is turned into two pieces mm. that chomps. And there's sort of a like a connecting like metal thing behind it that attaches it to the hole in the wall that it's burst out of. Someone should ask it what I'll do it. You should Door! We need to get through this! Yes. Open. You are not allowed to access this door. Why? What do we, what do I need what do we need for access? You must report to the door authority. Where is that? To receive your punishment. Where is this door authority? In the door world. Oh there's a door world. You do uh, not know where the door world is? No! I've never heard of this door world. You should not be opening doors if you do not know where the door authority is. You are banned from doors. Well, how are we supposed to get to the door world if we can't go through doors? You should have thought of that before you committed fraud and and, and destruction of door authority property. You are hitherto banned from doors. How do you even know who we are? Your information is available at the door authority. Dude, how do doors tell each other what's happening? How do you know we've done anything to a door? How does and one the door, door... is a repository of information which contains all of the individuals wanted for crimes against dormanity. <laughs> <laughs> we have a show title. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, we could just kill this one like the last one, yeah? Door, do you want to die? You cannot kill the door. Well, yep, then why I would we kill be wanted? Dorothy. Please be civilized. Turn around and go back from whence you came. This door is off limits to you. There's, you may not enter. There's no going back. We're as stuck as you are. We have to go this direction. Such simpletons. What's on the other side? What does it matter to you? If we were coming the other direction, would you say go back that way? If you were allowed on the other side, then you would know because you could traverse through the door. But you are not allowed. This door is off limits to you. Find something else to occupy your infant minds. Uh, we don't have time for this. I hope we'll start turning our metal arm into the shotgun. <laughs> I see you're in a threatening pose. This is a highly illegal action. Well, we've already broken the law. It will be marked against your record further. Add it to my list. For escalating oh, consequences. Okay, <laughs> make an attack roll. Let's see, this one is going to be a 15. Okay, it's a hit. Roll your damage dice. So, 9 damage. Okay, the shells ricochet off him, and he goes, Wah! 
bits and pieces fly off of him. Halt! Cease! Halt! Cease! Help me! I am under attack! You know, you could just open for us and avoid all of this. Do you not have laws where you come from? We live in a society! Without said laws, we would descend into chaos. Doors would open and close There's when they were not wanted to. Who's going to die if we don't get downstairs? So you're gonna die first if you don't let us through. And you look, he, the, the 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 door panel sort of moves up stoically and defiantly in front of you, and he says, "Do your worst, mortal." <laughs> we'll shoot again. <laughs> when he moved, like open moved, or just no, no. He's 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 sticking out of like a metal. He has a metal arm, and then there's the panel that's been opening and moving like a mouth. Oh, okay. so he sort of reared up, like, okay, okay, in defiance of hope. I thought maybe he opened accidentally, and now we can just run through because he's dumb. <laughs> Not this door. He was on top of his door game. All right. Not this door. <laughs> uh, 14 to hit. Alright, uh, your metal shrapnel, you fire again, when it echoes out throughout Caravalon. Um, it sprays the, the 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 device, little shrapnel, or no, it's a slug, your shotgun, right? So the bullet just bounces off of it, basically. ha. <laughs> Someone else want to try something? I mean, we have a whole room full of guns. We could line up and fire at mm. those things. Good point. I mean, is how would this thing react to acid? I wonder. Says Nash. I'm just gonna go pick up a rifle. You hear him say acid. <laughs> acid. Uh, I am. I would like to do an acid splash before he gets too aware of what no, I'm doing. Wait, wait, no, no, wait. Anything but acid. Oh, good. Then are you no. going to open for us then? I'll, I'll kind of hold back like I'm ready. You going to open then? I cannot open for you. I'm not got, allowed. They used to call me Acid Blast back in the day. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I open for you, I will lose my my respect, my family, my job. I cannot. Please don't make me do this. But if I do, if you don't, I have to use the acid. You'll lose your door. No, no, no acid, please. No acid. I really don't like acid. You guys, I think we found his weakness. It's acid. (laughs) (laughs) Poopa stopped and she's still in the room watching. Look, nobody wants to hit you with acid. We simply want fruit. I, I cannot open for you. It's against my... Uh, I've sworn an oath. Surely something can be done to convince... I cannot, I cannot break my oath, sir. All right, acid him. All right, I'm going to acid you. No, no. <laughs> then there's no... Listen, one last time, Mercy, okay? Please, we, don't we, acid. we are merciful. We are, we are good and well-mannered adventurers, and I will. I have no desire <laughs> to hurt you. But I'll do it unless you open. So it's the acid or you open. A or B, you pick. You could, you, you could say we tortured you. Yeah, tell them that we that we threatened you with the acid and there's nothing you could do. All right. Uh, one of you has to make the persuasion roll with advantage because one is helping the other. Whoever, I don't know who wants to make. 
Uh, what, what's your Nash? Go for it. Let me see what my persuasion stats are. Oh, I'm plus seven. I that's a good idea. Ooh, nice. All right, hold on. Oh, that's not great. Seventeen, ten, ten. No, yeah, seventeen. Okay. Sorry. The door goes. Okay. So splash me with a very little bit of acid, and then I will open for you. <laughs> and that way I can tell them you were mean, but make no mistake, this will be going on your record at the door authority. Okay. I think that's a fair trade. I cannot keep it from them. There's it and they will ask who did this, and I will have to tell them something. This is I'm like, not very good at inventing names. It's like when John Wick shoots a shoots a doctor, so the doctor looks like he had a struggle. Right? That's what we're doing who here. Who is John Wick? No, I'm sorry, that's out of come table talk. <laughs> sorry. Uh all right. Are we agreed? I, are you guys good with this idea? Yeah. I don't know how to excrete just yeah. a little acid, though. I don't know how to do that. Just aim near it and let a little bit splash on the door. Okay. I can do that. It doesn't involve an attack roll, right? The acid splash is just a save? No, it's just a save. Dex 15 save. But if he's willingly taking it, then... If it's a deck... Oh, he, he's willingly taking it, so he doesn't... Yeah, he'll yeah. fail the save automatically. Right. And you're not tricking him. You're just putting a little bit nope, on him. Just gonna little, just a little bit. In fact, okay. you know what? Is there any? Right. Are there any? There's no like buckets or, or 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 holes anywhere. Is there anything like that around? No buckets that you've seen. Okay. No holes. Okay. I was I was gonna say I could just blow it into a bucket and then, so it's not everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that way, it's not all over all the walls and everything. <laughs> It's going to be a lot of overspray here. Oh. All right, fine. I'll do it. I'll just overspray it. It'll be everywhere. It's fine. Um, okay. All right, so I'll fire one of those off. I have a sound for that. Hold on. The magical words. Oh, um, yeah. I'll say, um, uh, uh, hey, door, it's your old pal Nash. Enjoy just a taste of my acid splash. And there it is. He goes, no, no, no. The metal goes, and it starts burning the metal. He goes, no. Wow. And then he leans down, and you just hear heavy breathing. And then after a moment of the heavy breathing, you hear <laughs> the big metal doors open, and as they open, purple mist oozes out of the blackness and fills the room up to your uh, knees. And mist, purple mist, just billows forth from the room beyond. You see nothing but blackness. That's hardly welcoming. Can we shine a light in the the thing? Nash, you got a light? I do. I'm gonna find a stone and light it. Hold it aloft. Okay, I think you guys had lights. Uh, I think from last week, John, you had a lamp going. Oh, oh that's right, stones. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I still can't see anything in the darkness. Try not to breathe in these spores. 
given the range of your lights, they don't not like a flashlight where you can shoot down and see. You just see blackness in the door. I'll uh, hand Varel the lantern, seeing as he tends to have to be on point. Well, he had a light stone from last week. Oh, okay. I don't right. remember who had lights when. You were all lighting up lights because you were looking for worms to find the door. That I remember. Alright. I'll start leading us down. The light stone out in front of me. Okay. Alright. As you shine the light stone, you see that it doesn't the mist it doesn't do anything to help you your sight in the purple mist that's up to your knees. It's very thick fog. Can't see your feet through the purple. As you walk through and light up the walls, you see the worms are now way more populous along the black walls, as they appear to be crawling towards the entrance, out to go populate the world from some unknown location inside. You make your way about 10-20 meters, uh, past some weird shelves, like, not shelves, but like countertops. And there's this sort of weird way that people are meant to funnel through. You don't quite, your brain doesn't quite comprehend what exactly it is this configuration is for. But as you make your way to the end undisrupted, without any sort of ambush or any concern uh, for assailants, uh, you make your way to an end of a tunnel and see a large box. And the box is attached to what looks like a set of train tracks, and then the mist goes down 45 degrees. For the players, what you're looking at is a funicular. A funny killer? Google some funicular. Oh, Google funicular, Google. like a funnel. All right. Well, not a funnel. It's an elevator that goes down 45 degrees. Oh, all right. I've never heard of that. Google image search of funicular. It's like what you always fight a boss on in Resident Evil. It's like a psycho yeah, clown. And they give you all the monsters at once. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's where you start going down and then everything jumps on it and you fight while you're going down. Oh, yeah, I've never heard of this. <laughs> Ammo check. Rope record, <laughs> yeah. moved by cable. Oh, okay. There's almost always a green herb right next to it, right before you get on it. It's mm -hmm. called a funiculus as a full, as a total unit. Take the funiculus to the lower floors. That's awesome. All right, I learned something today. I thought you said funny oh. killer. I'm like, what's a funny killer? Like a, like clown? a clown? Yeah, yeah. like a clown. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Joker, basically. Yeah. Yeah, funicular. Right. Is the so, mm -hmm. funicular ready at the top, or is it currently? Um, well, already? it's strange because as you get close, you do notice that there is a red glow through the mist of light, through the purple mist. It's at the top. You don't see any evidence of power. Hope we'll bend down and give a sniff into the mist. Not a deep breath, just a little one to see if it makes her feel weird. Hmm. I didn't think you guys would smell the mist. I don't know what it smells like. <laughs> uh, grapes. Smells like. Sure, it smells like grapes. Oh, nice. This dungeon got way more pleasant. You know? It's <laughs> got, got a sweet grape like smell to it. Great. Pleasant. Wow. Hold on, I'm rethinking everything we're doing here. These guys seem all right. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't do anything? Like, I don't feel weird. You suffer sensation. no effects. Okay. No, no. That doesn't seem like the smoke's doing anything. 
Hope, do you understand the machinery here? Do you think you can get it working? Uh, I can try. And then she'll look at the machinery and see if she can deduce how to get it going. Okay, so you take a look and you see that this is, um, you know, powered by... Uh... Shit, how does funiculars work? It, it is powered, like, by an engine, right? And so it will move down along the rails that it's attached to. Uh, it does require power to it. It looks like there's cabling that delivers electric power uh, to the device that you can see from the top. Um, there's also space to move around the funicular and just run down, like move down the 45 degree descending angle on foot, but you can't see the ground because of the mist. So you're uncertain as to what the terrain is like. Um, you peer inside the funicular and you do see that there's a control panel on the inside. And you notice that some of the buttons on it are glowing. Uh, you, see, you notice you see a green button, like a green glow, and a red button that's glowing. And there's a, a, a little a lever thing. It's like a, you know, just a lever. It's shaped like a T. Put your hand on it and maybe it moves up and down. Um, <laughs> how do you describe a lever? I don't know. There's a lever in there. <laughs> Uh, but you do notice there's power to the buttons, which is interesting. And you're you're thinking that must mean some current is being transmitted to the machinery. Oh, it looks like it might move. Uh, if we if we stand on it here, I can try the pad over there with the lever. Uh, if not, we could always walk down. All right. Well, why don't we try it and see what happens? Use mage hand. Well, if it works and it starts sliding down, then we're not on board. Oh. I mean, we could always jump in if it starts to go, but... Uh... You might be able to stop at mid-tracks, too. Alright. I will... Let's try mage hand. Uh, I will send out the little mage hand and we'll push the standing look at hope green button. Um, the green one looks like it'll send it down. You have no idea. Maybe. Green button. <laughs> well, you go to send the mage hand out, and it's blocked by the door closing off the funicular. Oh. There's... Because you're peering in through the windows. We haven't actually entered the funicular. Oh. <laughs> Pull open the door. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, you pull open the door, and it's stuck in place. It's going to take force to break it open. Hope we'll look at Varel. Yes? Uh, could you open the door? Oh, the door is stuck. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I will. Strength the door. All right, so you're just trying to open it, or are you completely removing it? Is it sliding? It looks like it has a handle for swinging open. Oh no, I, I'd give it a give it a solid strength first, just you know. Okay. Crank that handle within eleven. Sure. All right, you go to crank it and snap the handle off. Now the handle's stuck in your hand, and a bunch of nuts and screws go falling into the purple mist below. Uh oh. I'll say. They put windows on it. I was. I was ready. Pretty... A bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I think this could be more door authority bullshit says Nash. Do you think we could kick it open? 
think you could do anything you imagine. No, that was for the group. I'm not strong. <laughs> I'm not gonna try and kick a door. Try. That's for either the lizard or the person with the metal foot. Before you kick it, Varel, I have an idea. I'll turn around and then I'll come back looking very menacing toward the door and say, I've got acid in this hand. Acid, you hear me? Doors hate acid. I'd hate to have to use acid. And I wait for... Your voice echoes throughout the hallway <laughs> down the funicular. No. Here, acid, 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 acid. <laughs> no response No down. response from the mechanism or from the door <laughs> stuff, the jam? There are no responses from the door. All right. Varel, kick it. All right, I'll kick it. Kick the door with a 15. Okay, wait, kick the oh, door. I'm using my... I use my skill, right? Not my... Uh, 19. Uh, you can use your athletics, or you can just plain old attack. You can attack doors. They have an AC and hit points. Now we'll you want to break it open. Well, athletics it with a 19. <clears throat> okay, so you put your foot through which part of the door? The door. The glass or the frame? The frame. The uh, the, the center. The Okay. Below the window. Alright, so you go, and you kick the front of the door, and it splits into two and dents in, and it's still attached, but it's now in a V-shape. Uh, in the door. It needs another kick. I shall kick it again. With a 13. You give it a second of kick, and this time it comes off the hinges and breaks. You hear the loud tingling of, like, bolts, and the hinges, like, sh uh, fall down to the ground. The door lands inside. It goes, bush, bush, and just lands inside. And the stench of rotten feet come out. My feet. It smells really bad in there. I like the dungeon better when it smells like grapes. <laughs> <laughs> I will peer in. You peer in and it smells even more like rotten feet inside. Uh, you take a look. There are some seats on the inside. There's the control panel that Hope was investigating from the outside. Um, there's a thick mucus covering everything. It's pretty gross in there. Hasn't been touched in centuries. If not longer. Any bodies that would suggest the smell? There's no bodies in the funicular. Hmm. Alright, are we gonna mage hand test this thing still? Might as well. Alright, mage hand, green button. Okay, so you press the green button and you hear the sound of hydraulics going <laughs> and the machine seems to just lower a bit onto the track and you hear it <laughs> But it stays in place. All right, Mage Hand, grab the lever and push forward. Push forward, and then you're yeah. up. And the train or the funny kid goes, and it begins moving down the 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 forty five degree angle. All right, Mage Hand, pull backwards. <laughs> And stops in place several feet down. Well, seems like it might work. Alright. I'm going to use my hold breath for 15 minutes at a time and take a big... and walk in. Alright, you walk in and the funicular go, mm, shakes a little bit now that it's released onto the rails. But you get in there and it seems secure. Alright. I hope we'll get a nice 
Okay, Hope jumps into the funicular. Alright, I'll go next. Stanley uh, leaps in. Nash? You want in the Yeah, I'll get in. Alright, and uh, Nash jumps in last. Alright, you're all in the funicular. Alright, grab the lever, push forward. Okay. <laughs> And it begins slowly descending down. We hear, and then as it descends down, everyone's mind is filled with a voice. Made it past my guards. You hear in your head. You all hear that? It's yeah. It's of no consequence. I will enjoy watching you all suffer before you die. He sounds like one of those guys that's so big they need a truck to get him to the to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> And as you hear the voice in your head, uh, it sort of stops you for a second. And then as it stops, you look around and you notice that um, descending below, there's the mist and it's a 45 degree angle and it seems to go on for quite a ways below. But you notice that there is a pink glowing light, like a soft pink glowing light coming from the end of the tunnel, approaching close. Not the end of the tunnel, but just in the tunnel and approaching closer. Approaching closer as in faster than we're descending? No, no. It's just as there's something in the tunnel that is glowing pink and that's in front of you. Cool. You'll reach it in maybe 10 minutes. Oh. The funicular moves really slow. You're not going at a very fast pace. Well, that gives us plenty of time to ponder and look at the pink glowing thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, you let several minutes go by, and then uh, it's hard to make out what exactly it is, but it looks like there's something on the wall on all sides that is glowing pink, but you're not quite sure what it is. <clears throat> but it looks like the passageway is covered in it at a certain point. You're now maybe a minute out from it as just to go clink, 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 and slowly approach it. Alright, I'm gonna pull back on the lever as we get close to it to try and stop before we cross it. Is it just like a light, or does is there like a solid it's nature a, to it? Uh, what it looks like is that there's a glowing source covering the walls unevenly, but all around from the ceiling to the floor to the sides. And as you bring the funicular to a halt, you notice that a little glowing pink dot, just sort of like a firefly, flies across the front of the funicular, front of the funicular, and then like sort of disappears out of existence. And you notice peering in that there's lots of little pink glowing dots floating around. Like fireflies is the best way I can describe it. Didn't make any sound? There's no sound. The purple mist is still also present from your kneecaps blower. 
but it glows through the purple mist on the ground. Well, does anybody have any ideas on what this might be before we continue, or do we press on through it? Uncle, shake your head. Never seen anything like this. I have no idea, says Nash. Actually, Bo, I'd like to do a little Arcana check, see if I can sense anything here. Okay. If that's okay. Uh, hmm. That would be a... Ooh, 20 not natural. Okay. What you're staring at... Uh, is, uh, is emanating a source of magical energy? But it's natural. A natural magic. Hmm. Uh, natural to whatever's in here. It doesn't feel like dry, uh, mana wave energy. This is what Scott knows. Okay. I'll convey that to people. Yeah. Don't know how that helps us, but there is something going on here. Also, I don't know why he was speaking to our minds and not just out loud since we all heard it. I hate he's shitty magic probably, like that. He's probably a good deal away from us still, Nash. Yeah, but if he has the power to send it to our minds, why can't he just send it in the room and then we all just hear it because we have ears? So Nash is feeling very claustrophobic and irritated in the uh, in the homunculus or whatever it's called. What's it called? The funicular. Funicular. Sorry. Homunculus <laughs> is a is a thing. It's a like creature. This. Yeah, yeah, it's a big, huge guy or something, right? He might the goal of all alchemists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the funicular. Yeah. Well, without any other ideas, I say we continue. All right, push it back into motion. You push it back into motion, and as you look at it. Um, what's coming through, you begin to see, notice that what's growing on the side are flowers. And they're very monocolored. There's different shades of pink and purple. And they're growing from all different locations. Like on the side, they grow from the ceiling. And there's sort of this mist. It's like, you know, when dust on a sunny day, you can see dust. There's this pink, like the pink dots are just like this dust that seem to be kicked up as a funicular begins breaching the patches where the flowers are. I need everyone to make a constitution saving throw, please. Oof. Oh, boy. I'm holding my breath. It begins. That's true. Orel has, has been holding his breath. Oh, is he still this whole time? I can do it for 15 minutes at a time. You wow. can make your constitution saving throw with advantage, then. Okay. Mine was an 18. Uh, let's see. That would be not great. 11. And a yes, I added my modifier, chat. 23. Okay, Varel, you slowly watch everyone fall asleep around you. I can <laughs> not be put to sleep. Magical just... slumber? That's true. If it's not magic, then I would be falling asleep. He's put into a magical slumber. I'll, re I'll check out to make sure if this is on board. You're right that you do have... I don't want you to be screwed out of your ability, so one second. I thought that was his dying talus thing, no? <clears throat> no, that's an elf that's thing. A, oh. That's an elf thing. Is it an elf thing? Damn. Yeah. Uh, Spellcasting, what's it called again? 
Uh, I don't know. It just says advantage against being charmed and magic can't magic put you can't to sleep. sleep. So, okay, you don't fall asleep then. Yeah. Magic. This is magical. So, yeah, you can't. Okay, Varel and Stanley, you watch Hope and Nash begin snoring. Do we hit the deck? Well, we fall down, right? Nothing that matters. You're, stand, you're standing upright. Oh, I'm Just standing upright. Now. Okay. All right. That's not weird. I am going to uh, go over and shake Nash. Okay. As you w go to step over and shake Nash, the funicular releases and begins bolting down <laughs> at top breakneck speed, falling down the rails. <laughs> You're now traveling at breakneck speed. I need both Pharrell and Stanley to make dexterity saving throws, please. Oh, Lord. Uh, that would be a nine. <laughs> Twelve. All right, you both both fall on your butts. You both fall and just hit to the side, and you're now prone on the ground as the thing is going down miles per hour. You have no idea where the point of impact is, and because you're lying down, you can't see at the window, so you have no idea what's going on. Um, you have time to each tell me what one move you're making. I am going to hit the group with Featherfall. Okay. You said there's a red button? There's a red button. I would like to slam it. Okay, so you have to get up off of prone and jump towards it to slam it. Uh, let's make a dexterity uh, throw, please. Or dexterity check of some uh, acrobatics. Sorry. Okay. Nine. Okay, you fail to make it in time as you sort of get up and slip and fall back down onto the ground as the thing ricochets down. Both Hope and Nash go flying up, and Stanley, you feather fall everyone, and they begin floating in the funicular as it races down at 100 miles an hour. And then, boom! It smashes, breaks open, and everyone goes flying out the front of the glass window, except because they're feather fall, they don't break the glass window. So the funicular just bounces and just sort of flips and rolls like a rolling car. But everyone inside is just like, ding, 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 and then it finally just stops at an end, and you're all just float down to the ground inside the funicular. Nash and Hope are sleeping. Still uh, pink in the area? No, it's long gone. You have no okay. idea where you are. You look out at the funicular, and you see black. You see the purple mist, uh, and you see red lights. There are red emergency lights in various parts of the structure, the steel walls, but you can't really make out what you're looking at in terms of the general lay of the area. It's black in there. Alright. Kind of gathering myself up, I'll go back over to Nash. I figure he's just been bouncing around and that hasn't woken him up, so I'm going to yeah. give him a smack. Alright. Strength check, please. That's the one. <laughs> oh, shit. so you go to smack him and you miss and slap the wall where a nail was pointing at him. Stab <laughs> you take one point of damage. Uh, hell. And you have well, a hole on your finger. Do you wish me to try, Stanley? 
The answer is yes. Yeah, Varel. That would be that would be ideal. Alright, I'll go grab Nash by his clothes neck cuffs and lift him in the air. Nash! Awaken! Uh Does this work, Bo? Um no, he doesn't wake up. You'll have to be a little more forceful. Give him a vigorous shaking. Alright, strength check, please. 25. <laughs> okay, so you, Nash, you open your eyes to Varel holding you by the collar, shaking you like a madman. You feel your neck go... <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> As he shakes you. Nash is the end of Nash. <laughs> <laughs> Reroll! Um, wait, he didn't really break my neck or something, did he? No, 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 it's just you can hear your back cracking. Oh. So I'm awake now? Yep. I say, uh, uh, Janice, I don't have those receipts. And then I realize, oh, Varel, what are we doing? We are at the bottom. You are asleep. Oh. Uh. uh. <laughs> I'll just grab I'm going to put him down. Yeah, put me down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll make my way over to Hope. Okay. And I will pick up Hope in the same manner. Lift her in the air and give her a, vigor a vigorous shaking of a 22. Okay. I hope you wake up with the sight of Varel's face and yours as he shakes you. What? What? We are at the bottom. You were oh. asleep. Oh. Okay. Stanley saved us in excellent fashion. Well done, Stanley. Thank you. How is it that you two were awake? I don't get it. I held my breath. I'm just better than you. <laughs> All right, well, I'm almost glad I slept through it. This is horrendous. We need to figure out where we are. What is this? Where are we going? I don't know. We need to get a lay of the land where we are down here. What direction that light would be in? And so we're in a, a still a fully encompassed car, right? Varel? You're in the funicular. It's broken up, but you haven't ventured outside yet. It's on its side. It's we the have door. a. Yeah. Do we have a method of getting out of it? You have to break a window up from the top or the side. The door that you exited from is on the bottom, actually, of the ground right now. Cool. I'll walk up to the front window and kick it out. Strength check. Strength check. Twelve. Okay, you go to kick it, and it's not glass glass. It's like plexiglass. So you just kind of kick it, and your leg, your knee bounces back into you. Hmm. And you do sort of crack it, but it doesn't break. Again. Mm -hmm. Less. Eight. <laughs> do it again and you're, it just throws your knee back at you <laughs> maybe if both you and Hope did it at the same time this window vexes me that's <laughs> oh, a, a good idea alright so I'll take my metal leg and I'll get ready with Varel okay and let's double it up one can give advantage to the other or you can just both do your own rolls 
give advantage to you. All right. I will take it. With a 21. Okay, so you both kick out. And then this time the whole piece of the window just sort of dents in. And then you kick the whole pane out. And it lands on the ground. Slides into the purple mist out of sight. There's a lot of noise echoing throughout the room. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, exit the vehicle. Yep. All right, hope moves out. Everyone moves out uh, of this vehicle. Okay, so everyone exits the funicular and makes their way into the room. Now, it's a large open space. You can tell that because of the darkness all around you. However, it's very difficult to make out the walls and where they are. Uh, You do see red light glowing from different directions. Uh, So it just illuminates the mist. It provides you with a sense that there are these white paneled walls everywhere, but that they're sort of dirty. It's hard to tell. It's very dark. They just kind of look red, actually. And um, one thing you do notice is that there is a large desk area that you sort of walk into as you leave the funicular. But it's difficult to make out what exactly it is you're looking at or where exactly it is you are. I will approach the desk with my light. You approach the desk with your light. You see that there is this sort of desk. It's maybe C-shaped like the letter C, but away from you there's a few like old really decrepit looking chairs in there, like chairs on wheels that are just lying to the side, old rotted Um, in the chairs are skeletons that are just have been rotted and old and they're like it is good to see you again what did you discover at the crater? Skeletons don't respond back. The pit. <laughs> we sent you there. I, I don't think. Thank you for your horse. <laughs> I think respond. these are just uh, regular skeletons, not the walking and talking kind, for real. I don't. I do not enjoy the consistency of this dimension. I'll walk behind the desk. Okay. You go to walk behind the desk and you notice there's an opening in the back that you could just walk through. And um, you see the skeletons from a different angle. Anything on the table? The... Uh, there isn't anything on the table. There just looks to be like boxes, I guess, like just these weird sort of white boxes that are littered throughout the table. Not really sure what they are, what they're doing there. Hmm. Hope's gonna try and deduce if there's an opening that would lead in the direction back to the light. Back to the light. Yeah, the big column of light. The, oh, okay. the shaft right. that seems Should to a survival yeah. check then, please. Okay. Holy nice. Twenty-one. You have no idea where you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like you rolled for nothing. Hmm. 
Well, if it was an impossible DC, it'd be 30 to, to do it, so it's oh, not for nothing. Good point. I, I would like to take my two fingers and pa, open one of the boxes on the table. Okay. Uh, so you take your two fingers, pop it open, and let's do a little strength check for that, please. Like a athletics. All right. 18. All right. So you take your fingers and rip open. Uh, you realize that the uh, casing is steel. And as you flip it open, it opens up and then there's all these this nonsense inside. It looks like these green pieces of, like, how would you even describe it? Just this green nonsense in there. These wires. Hmm, green nonsense. Pieces. Right. Looks like machinery. Acid blast. Do you make sense of this? <laughs> uh, no. This looks like this looks like Hope's uh, territory to me. I mean, what do I see when I look in there? You called it green nonsense, but is it like? It just looks wild. like green pieces of like material that are lined up in a row, attached to another green piece of material. Material, like gold. It's not. It's not money, is it? Like old money, old world money. No. Okay. It looks like microchips. Oh. Wiring. Hope instantly recognized it. Oh. Okay. You've seen you've seen machinery like this in vehicles before. Okay. They're very Uh, complex parts. Complex stuff you you wouldn't understand. Are you testing me? <laughs> I was back to looking for worms. Okay. So Hope is looking for worms. Nash and Varel are examining the microchips in the box. Fun fact, Green Nonsense was the subtitle for the 2003 Hulk movie. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah, I don't know. Does Nash Magger know what microchips are? Did you learn about those in the solar wind? No. I've probably seen him before, so it's less nonsense to me, but I would recognize it as something she would be more adept at, for sure. Hmm. You might have read a book on, you know, got your A-plus certification over (laughs) at Solar Minds or something. No, most of our stuff was cultural stuff. It wasn't, like, technical. Hmm. Twilight, like... Would there be microchips in the mining panels, wouldn't there be? Yeah, but I wasn't allowed to do any of that. I destroyed some of it. So mm-hmm. I've seen the guts of these things, so I would know that at least, but I wouldn't know how to work it or use it. Yeah, so it looks like solar panel guts to you. Stanley's going to wander and just check out ways out of this room. Okay. Kind of walk till I get to a wall and then just sort of see, um, follow the wall, check for openings, and okay. ways out. It might take you a little bit of time to do that, like five minutes. Does anyone else want to do anything while he's exploring in the dark? Just looking for worms. Okay. So you can do your um, investigation check for worms, please. Oh. And Nash uh, and Varel, any activities for the next five minutes while he Stanley does surveying? Um, just keep Which can up. also include helping him survey. I'll, I'll, I'll light up a stone and walk around with him. Kind of just, okay. you know, scope the walls out, see if there's anything we can see together. What was that? What was that investigation roll, Hope? 
17. Okay, so you, you kneel into the purple mist, scrutinizing the ground, and you definitely find, you know, worms. They're hard to see and hard to find, and you're hesitant to touch them, but you do find worms making their way to the funicular. Cool. I will f- try and figure out where they're coming from. Okay. All right. While you do that, uh, Stanley, the results of your mapping of this room is that you come across, first of all, a sign that is broken and then had a thick layer of dust on it. And you press digitated it off and you saw that it said Welcome Center on it. Uh, C-H-I-D-S Welcome Center on the sign. And you notice that there were several exits. Uh, let me just see what those exits are. Uh, there was an exit. There's one exit to the west of the room, which appears to lead to. Uh, uh, you saw some some like um, labels sort of put up on the corner of a wall, and it leads to living pods, oxygen bar, and food court. And then on the other side of the room, on the east, you notice that. There's a passage leading to the spa, gym, and massage center, and the recreation center. We found a third exit, northernly, to the security checkpoint. And then the uh, the crash and all of that would be would that be to the south? I somewhere in the mist. Okay. The other thing you found was a panel uh, near the sign where the welcome center was. And you recognize it as such because you saw it had a glowing green light that said begin on it. You didn't touch it. Begin. What the frick? Well, I mean, I... I kind of want to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one's there to stop you. Are you going to turn, I t- turn I it I touch the button. Yeah, I'm going to touch the button. All right, you touch the button, press begin, and it goes, ding and everyone in the room here is the ding And then there's like this, and then a woman appears next to you. Hello, and welcome to the Center for Human-Demon Interdisciplinary Studies. How may I direct you today? Or if it's a woman, it's how may I direct you today? <laughs> uh, hello, ma'am. My name is Stanley Billings. We uh, just arrived. What can you tell me about this place? Well, this is the Center for Human Demon Interdisciplinary Studies. We uh, have many scientific programs here in order to do de- to discover the wonders of demon influence on current existing human technology and all the marvels it has created for our world. You study the demon influence on technology? Yes, yes. Surely you have an infernal wave? Technologies like the infernal wave and the the mega cooker were created uh, thanks to our demonic partners from the Weir. I think everybody should come see this. 
And then as uh, as as she talks to you, the the panel on the back changes and displays a map, and it's in roll twenty if you want to take a look at it. Uh, for our listeners, there is a map. It looks to be like some kind of a subway map, denoting several checkpoints throughout the Center for Human Demon Interplanary Disciplinary Studies. Um, the what would you say compound, for lack of a better word. There appear to be three different lines. There's the blue line, the green line, and the red line. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Whoa. <clears throat> for uh, that allow for various areas of traversal throughout the facility. Yeah, look at that thing. Well, this uh, this facility is really quite something. Sure, take your time. Yeah, this is a fabulous map. Carl Jim. Yeah. Engineering Center. Finally. Carl finally Jim had Baker. His, had his moment. <laughs> Engineering Carl Center. Jim oh, Baker. Carl Jim. <laughs> I love it. I'll point at the middle at the words containment, class X, restricted access. Say there. That's where we're going. Our, the, the, the woman looks to you and says, Are you here to, uh, as part of the staff, facility staff? No. Well, unfortunately, you won't be able to access these areas without the property security credentials. Please visit the reception desk to find out more information about how, how you can obtain clearance to these areas. Your receptionists are dead. <laughs> it just looks blankly at you. Where are the receptionists? I'm sorry. Perhaps there will be one available soon. <laughs> There's an administration on this map. Perhaps... Oh, we can't get past this checkpoint, though, can we? Only authorized personnel are permitted access beyond the security checkpoint. Are any of us authorized? I do not know. You present your credentials to the security checkpoint, and they will tell you if you are authorized or not. We have many individuals who visit the CDIS center uh, who, who are not permitted beyond the security checkpoint who provide amenities for the scientists working here. If you are hungry, perhaps you'd wish to visit the food court. There's a McDonald's and a Subway in Manchuwak, all available for <laughs> <laughs> delicious dining experience. If you're feeling like you wish to burn some calories, we have a gym which offers uh, a world-class uh, gymnasium services. But you said reception, correct? And it looks like receptions... We can get to reception. You are in reception currently. Oh. This is the welcome center where we greet all new guests to the CETA center. What would our credentials look like if we had them? 
Typically, when presenting credentials, you would present your key card or identifica identification card to the security professional at the checkpoint, after which they will conduct a biometric scan to ensure you are who is presented on the key card. We're uh, new. We're just starting. Where would we go to have our biometrics added? Typically, this is not conducted on site, but conducted at the United Federation of Continents uh, facility where identification or identity is confirmed. You would need to obtain it there. Please contact your local government for information on how to obtain this identity. Well, does anybody have any other questions for the nice lady before we move forward? We should go meet with MacDonald and walk. Are you hungry, Varel? <laughs> we should go meet with MacDonald. <laughs> it's so funny. He, he isn't real, says Nash. I know of this McDonald's. <laughs> it, it was a it was a place to get food they don't exist anymore if, if there's one here it's likely a burned out shell of what it once was it's not a man it's a place but what about this one and I'll point at living pods I don't know what, what do you wish is. to know about the living pods What are they? Many of the workers at the CETIS facility uh, are here for months at a time and require living quarters while they're here to conduct their research. This is where they spend their time living while they work here at CETIS. Think of it as home away from home. Do you require a living pod, sir? No. Is there, are there any other questions that I can assist you, um, lovely individuals, with today? Not at the moment. Very good. If you do find that you have other questions, simply tap on one of these information panes and say, Julia, and I will appear. Thank you. Thank you, and have a pleasant visit at the Center for Human Demon Interdisciplinary, Interdisciplinary <laughs> Studies. And then she vanishes. Hmm. Um, well, this is interesting. Why is that? It seems like this is tied to how the demons gained a hold on the earth. Hmm. There's likely much I mean, to learn here, but I don't think anyone's alive. This checkpoint for security, there's probably no one there. What's a hologram gonna do? And that's even if it works. Seems we need keys. 
Yeah, but that would those keys only worked when when there would be people there to take the keys. I don't think they're here. I think this is just all ancient systems. She's running an automated loop. She doesn't have any real authority. She doesn't know that this place is is destroyed and empty and unmade. Nash, you of all people here should be wary about what these ancient programs are capable of doing. Well, Might I remind you this isn't the first time we run into such a thing. I realize that, but the only threat we're receiving... I mean, what harm is there to go up to the security checkpoint and just see if there's... A, there's probably nobody there. We just walk through. I mean, at the end of the day, we don't have a choice, but I'm saying let's not lull ourselves into a false sense of security that nothing could potentially go wrong. We have seen this before. Well, what do you suggest? Can we go check out security? We see what kind of state it's in. And we go from there. I agree. Let's push forward. Agreed. Yeah, nobody's going to McDonald's. Unless Pharrell wants to go to McDonald's. <laughs> Burrell, would you like to go to McDonald's? We should <laughs> observe. <laughs> we should observe the security checkpoint first. Then, knowing what we have to work with, gather our resources. Forward. All right. So the party gets together and moves forward in the direction of the northern side, walking past the reception desk where the skeletons lay. You move through a hallway where it says security checkpoint, and then it becomes narrow, and there's this red glow underneath the purple mist enveloping your calves. And as you make your way quickly down the hallway, you notice that there, the, the passage funnels into this area where it's very narrow and it's blocked off by a door. There appears to be a panel on the wall and there's like a plexiglass divider where you suspect somebody would normally be back there, but instead of somebody being back there, you see several skeletons sort of lying on the side of the ground. Observe the panel. As you step closer, uh, you hear a voice over an intercom from somewhere. Please step forward and present security identification to the security professional. And a light little clicks on from above. Boom. It's a harsh white interrogation style light. Yeah. Varel, <laughs> you're in the light. Your security professional is dead. Please present your security credentials to the security professional at the desk. It repeats. Look back at the group. I'm going to just say, okay, and I'm going to walk toward the desk and just yeah. sort of hold my hand out and go, well, thank you very much, security professional. I guess I'll go in now. 
Okay. Everything good? Here, please present your security credentials to the security professional at the desk. That's uh, what I just did. So that means I can go in, right? Was there anything on the desk that looked like it could be used to allow us access through? Uh, the desk is show... not accessible. What's on the other side of the plexiglass? Oh, uh, there's a keyboard and there's like old machinery on the desk. Just rotten out stuff. But you said there's a panel, yeah? There's a panel next to the door where you're meant to traverse through. We'd require the keys. Did anybody find any? I believe we'll find them on the bodies in the live pods. All right. Well, let's go see what we can scrounge up there, then. Okay, so we're returning to the living pods now? <laughs> we're returning to the welcome center and back to the living pods? Yeah. Okay, so you make your way to the darkened area to the welcome center. You hear the sounds of scratching echo off into the distance as you traverse. Mostly it's quiet take a right and head down the passageway to the area labeled as living pods. So you see there's one you get to a T junction which one direction goes to living pods the other one goes to the oxygen bar the other one goes to the food court. So you'd like to take the left to the oxygen, the living pods? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay so you make your way down a hallway and it opens up into what looks to be a reception area. It's still purple smoke, and you see several options. There are about eight different hallways from this juncture where you can go into a living pod from. Are there any bodies yeah, so. anywhere? Do we see any bodies? Not yet. You saw bodies at the reception desk, the skeletons that were behind the reception desk. We should have searched those. Difficulty is the ground is covered in purple mist and you can't see the ground. Right. So if there are bodies on the ground, you're not seeing them. Oh, okay. You haven't stepped on it. You haven't stepped on any yet. Okay. Well, let's search the rooms. See if there's anything we can find in there. Keep an eye out. Okay. So you begin searching one by one through the rooms. Which hallway do you pick? One through eight. Guess just start at one. Yeah, okay. go through eight. Investigation rolls for everyone, please. A one. Eleven. Okay. Most 14. of the rooms are most of the rooms are empty as you open them one by one and glance in with your light stones. Some of them you see skeletons. Two of them have two different skeletons. They're old and rotted. Finally coming upon the 13th living pod, this small little area that only has room for basically a bed and a nightstand and a little place to stand and change, and there's a little shower in the corner. Um, you notice one of the skeletons sitting with an old rotted book in its hand, but no page is left, and then there's a little, like, key card clipped 
to a, a loose piece of fabric attached to the skeleton. There it is. There's a card. It's only good for one of us, though. Now, on the card, you see a um, a black-haired-looking gentleman with glasses and a finely kept beard. And the name on it is Estefan Borghetti. Estefan <laughs> Borghetti? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always get that at Olive Garden. <laughs> Mexican Italian fusion food. It's good stuff. Yeah. Who wants to All be right. Borghetti? Grab the ID card, we'll figure it out. Let's see if this even works. Okay, does that mean you're heading back to the location to check as a group? What? Well, do we want to... Is there any other areas we have not seen that might contain more of these, Bo, or did you describe the, all that we can see in there? That's up to you what you want to explore. I can't answer a question like that. Okay. You can finish searching all the living pods if you like. It takes some time, but you can do that. I mean, there's no... The reason I bring this up, there's no good for... It's no good for just one of us to go in there. We're going to be, you'll be vastly outnumbered if there's a problem, and then we're going to be where we can't get to you, assuming assuming the security system stops us from going in with you. On the card, does it say the profession or what section they're a part of? The card's contents are basically a bunch of numbers, a barcode essentially on it, a photo of the person, very faded, and their name. It doesn't have details on their profession or any further. Okay. I believe we will need four. All right. We can keep looking in the hopes that we find it. It's going to take time, and need I remind you all, time is of the essence here. So your cursory glances of the living pods, because you're not doing a thorough search, you're basically looking for bodies, and then to see if they have the card on them. You could probably get through all of the rooms in an hour, half an hour to an hour. And especially if you split up your search, and everyone does their own little hallway. Is that what we want to do? Fan out, see if we can gather three more ID cards. We should go in pairs. I'll go with, uh, uh, shoot. I'll go with Stanley. <laughs> I'll go with Stanley. <clears throat> I'm afraid I meant someone who can take a hit with someone who can analyze the magics. Oh. Then maybe we should split it the other way. A bodyguard for one of you. <laughs> I'm going to hold my offense at that statement for <laughs> a later time. Alright, so you split into groups with Hope uh, Hope and Nash, Stanley Varel. Yeah, that's fine. Sound good? That's Sounds yeah. good. And you begin Let's... conducting your search of the living pods. Uh, which will take a bit of time. So we can all take a break. 
and I can turn my light on so we can see me again. <laughs> and then when we get back, we'll have the results of the search. That's right. Uh, there will be dungeons. We'll be right back, everybody. Don't go too far. We'll see you in a minute. Okay, let's start that up. All right, Bo. It's on you, buddy. What do you got? Where are we? Well, <laughs> okay. You're... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Where are we at, buddy? Where are we doing? Uh, all right. So uh, you guys were checking out the living uh, pods. You mm. split into two groups, and there was eight different hallways leading down to several chambers on both the left and right-hand side. As you open up these small rooms containing a bed, like a nightstand, and a shower, all roughly the exact same configuration. You know, uh, efficient living spaces in the facility for a dense population. You begin opening the doors one by one, checking to see if you can't find identity cards. Uh, Stanley and Varel, uh, you find one more card throughout your searches, spending the next 10 or 20 minutes in the quiet purple mist. You find the key card belonging to, sorry, on a second, a Bobby B's. Bobby B. Yeah, and Bobby B's looks just like a Seth Rogen-looking kind of guy. Okay. All right. Uh, Hope and Nash, your search, as you begin opening up the rooms, you, you don't find any skeletons until you happen upon one that you open up, whoosh, and you see that there's a skeleton floating in the middle of the room. And this room is glowing a little bright because... There's a pair of underwear on the skeleton, and it has these boxes on them. And they're sort of panels, and there's these fans, and you hear coming from the underwear as the skeleton floats in the room. Now, the panels are black, but then they have these red slits in them. And it kind of looks like there's fans blowing in the slits on the underwear. He also has a key card dangling from him. What do you make of it? Uh, I don't know. Something tells me if we just grab the card, that's wrong. <laughs> Something's going to... You mean we shouldn't just grab the key card and I, get out? I'm worried that'll set something off. Just we have to be careful. Mm. Something interesting about the skeleton is that the head, the skeleton head, as you scrutinize a little further, not human-shaped. It has like a almost a wharf like like a Klingon like grating on the top of it. And um there's these weird horns, the sort of very small tiny ones that grow out of the top of it. And you notice that its fingers are elongated. But it's floating in the middle of the room with this underwear on. And the underwear itself is not rotted at all. It looks brand spanking new. It's clean. And it's distinct as you look at this floating skeleton um, well I, I guess I'll give it a shot and I'm just going to go try and grab a key card okay you go to snatch the key card and you're able to take it off quite easily and as you take a look at it you see it's not a picture of a human man a picture of a demon and he's got sort of a on his shoulders you can see there's like a lab coat and he's uh 
you know, uh, green brown flecked skin, big eyeballs, toothy teeth, and underneath it just says Dr. Jitli. X Y X T L E E. Dr. Jitli. And it's Dr. Jitli. Jitli. How do you spell Jitli? X Y X T L E E. Oh, wow. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. It might be G G U T. Jitli. Sounds like one of yours, Hope. Maybe. Uh, shall we try the underwear? <laughs> Out of context, no. But yes, in this context. <laughs> okay. Alright. Hope we'll go to remove the underwear. Okay, you go to remove the underwear, pulling it down. On, around the knees and then pulling it down on the ankles and then as soon as you pull it off the skeleton falls to the ground and breaks into a hundred pieces and you have these underwear in your hand they look like they're black but they're tidy whitey style they're like briefs right mm -hmm. like male male briefs uh, male looking briefs anyways with a big elastic at the top and as you touch them they feel cool to the touch Gonna try them on this. Sure, why not? I'm gonna put on his underwear. All right, are you take off your bandages <laughs> and put on the underwear? No, I'll put, put it on. I'll put it top? on top because I have the cloak on top of bandages. I'll just pull it up on the bandages. Like, like, you ever seen anybody wear you shorts? Up, you, yeah. <laughs> you pull up on the bandages. You pull the elastic up and give them a snap. You know the way you do. Yep. Like, yep. Snap them on. You are immediately cooled. Ooh. These are. You are like now the recipient of air conditioning. Air conditioned underwear? You have air conditioned underwear on. This is fantastic. And you notice that you begin floating up off the ground. Uh, hope. <laughs> Nash, you're floating. Take my hand with your metal arm. Hope will hold that metal arm. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to float away. I mean, do I have control over this bow, or am I? Oh, just to floating? hold them down. Am I just floating yep. away? The underwear now give you a fly speed of ten feet. Shut up! Really? You but, are air conditioned, and you have a fly speed of ten feet. Can I um, control that though? I don't like, have a. I don't have a. I don't have a D and D Beyond item made for it, so you just write it in your. Okay. Write gonna, it in your note. I'll put in my other possessions. Air conditioned underwear, fly speed ten feet. AC underwear. Fly speed 10 feet. Now, you can give it to someone else if you don't want it. No, no, Stay these are staying on. I mean, uh, <laughs> we can fight about them later, but I'm going to wear them. They might not even come off anymore. They're probably stuck to you with <laughs> all your dirt. Yeah, all my dirt and my pus and stuff will keep it, keep it solid on me. These sound nice right now. Like yeah. in the real world, I it's want a just, pair of these. It's like magical. Like you're just, you're air conditioned. You were hot a second ago, and now you're just completely cool. All right. I'm down. All right. So that's the, those are the results of your search. Everyone meets back up at the end. You've walked away with two key, two more key cards for a total of three and air-conditioned underwear. We found one. 
We found one as well, and uh, Hope will point her thumb at Nash. <laughs> Let's just say that uh, down south we're having cooler than normal weather. That's all I'll say about it. I'll rub these in. <laughs> well, they can all you can all see the underwear. Oh, they can them see it. Oh, well, I thought I was. And, wearing and my... it's like it's not just underwear. They have these boxes on them, and there are these fans going. Making oh. a very small like amount of sound, and everyone. <laughs> Wait, so his his cloak like sticking out the bottom of the leg holes and stuff. I like don't think that? he put it in his cloak, but you never know, with Scott. So, but like, <laughs> no, I put I it on wearing... under it. It's under the cloak, so I think I don't know if it they can see. It. You put the you stuff the cloak into the underwear. No, I'm saying I put it on Wait. under the cloak. The cloak's on top. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, you put it over the bandages. You put your legs through. But you can see it because the cloak is open on the front. You see this, like... That's true. Fantastic pair of black bo- uh, black briefs. Yeah. All right, then that guy's going to go, look at these! And I'll kind of traipse the, around a little bit. There's air. There's, like, air, like, exhaust air shooting out from them. You know the way your computer has an exhaust fan, right? There's, like, this, this exhaust stream that's sort of blowing his cloak a little bit. Stanley, touch them! No. Come on! No. They're, they're cool. They feel good. I'm good right where I'm at, Nash. Thank you. <laughs> All right, then. Never felt better. Let's do this. Well, you may not have noticed we are still one key card short if we do need each of us to have a key card. Did you guys find any cool underwear or just a card? So I'm proposing that <laughs> uh, we maybe check out one of these other areas. <laughs> Or we can go see what we can accomplish with three. Uh, Pharrell, you look like you want to say something. Yeah. I still wish to visit McDonald. <laughs> that is certainly one of the places we can go check. Let's go there. They may have a card. And even if they don't, this is a cool it's a bit of a relic of the old world it would be fun to see I must admit I am intrigued I also wish to see how they put oxygen in bars (laughs) alright well are we splitting up again or are we all going to go together let's go together No need to split at this point. Yeah, except to save time, which, again, is important. Well, who wants to walk behind me and draft off of my sweet new underwear? That's the question. Well, Hope is already your accompanying buddy. you found underwear and great success so far. Why don't you continue to do so? <laughs> Fine. So, Wayne, if we're splitting up, where are we to go? If, if you're taking Varel to McDonald's, where are we going? <laughs> the um, oxygen bath? Okay. Let's go there. We right, can so meet you there, seeing as Varel seems keen on knowing what an oxygen bar is. I wouldn't mind finding out myself. So Stanley and Hope are going to McDonald's, and the other two are going to Oxygen Bar? No, Stanley and Varel are going to McDonald's. Hope and Nash are going to Oxygen Bar. 
Okay. Um, all right. So you guys walk uh, outside the living pods back to the T-junction, going the two separate ways, and you split off in your respective directions. Who wants to go first? Which group? We can do McDonald's first. We're gonna, yeah. All right. Stanley and uh, Varel. Okay. So you walk, Stanley and Varel walk down the hallway, and then you enter into this large area, and you see that in the purple mist, there's all these tabletops. Purple mist just covers up. We see tabletops and the tops of back chairs. And then along a back wall, just like you'd picture a food court, there are these boxes cut into the wall where it appears that there are things behind there. One of them, you see the signs clearly on the top. Crooked, disgusting, McDonald's, Subway, Manchu Walk on the back. Manchu Walk must be a... That's a Canadian thing, isn't it? Never heard of it. Manchu walk. I don't know. I'm sure it's good. You guys have Sparrow Pizza up there? <laughs> anyway, no, I don't ever heard of Sparrow Pizza. Okay. I, I will approach the the box and look in. Yes, you approach the cutout in the back of the wall. Which one? Which which facility? The nasty McDonald's. Okay. So you approach the McDonald's bar and you see that there are these like little box things on the counter and next to it is this glass container, but it's full of mold. So it's just on the inside. All you just see is green grossness all over. You look beyond that and you see that there are these old machinery, stainless steel, various things that don't make much sense to you. They look like human machines, old, decrepit, dirty. As you peer in, you notice that there's a chair farther back into the area, and there's a skeleton sitting in the chair. Hmm. Does he have a key card? Can't see from this vantage point. I'll hop the table, or the counter. All right, you leap over the counter and make your way back, and you see these weird contraptions and no idea what they are. And you turn the skeleton in the chair, and as you turn it, the jaw just sort of falls to the ground and hits it. And you see there's indeed a key card on there. Hmm. A young human man. I'll take it and read it. All right. The name that you see on there in is Ricky Julian. <laughs> Ricky Julian. Nice. All right. Okay. Take the key card. Yep. All right, add the Ricky Julian keycard to your inventory. Well, I found what did the keycard. you uh, think of your first trip to McDonald's, Varel? I'm disappointed. Me too. To the oxygen bar, then. As you go to leave, you notice that there's a closed uh, cupboard of some kind. It has these bottles in them of liquid. Hmm. I will go over to the cupboard. It's a weird cupboard. The door is made entirely of glass, and on the inside you see of shelves upon shelves of these bottles. Some of them have this weird red labeling that's very faded over it. Others are green. I'll crack open the door and, and take a sniff of the air inside. 
Take a sniff of the air and it smells old and musty. Warm inside. Hmm. Grab one of the bottles. Okay, you take one of the bottles. The liquid looks... It's still liquid in there. I'm impressed amazingly enough. You don't know from how old or how long it's been in here, but you grab one of the brown bottles into your hand, turn the label, and in a very weird font it says Coca-Cola on it. Enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Stanley, this bottle requests my enjoyment. Do you... What do you suppose it is? Perhaps a potion of joy. I'm not sure I would recommend actually consuming anything down here. That is good advice. Perhaps we can keep this potion of joy for one of Nash's fits. Yes, we should definitely (laughs) feed it to Nash. Actually. Very well. Nash might know what it is. I will entrust to you this bottle of joy and Ricky Julian's key card. Alright, I will open up the pack, put in the Coke, hold on to the ID card. Alright, perfect. Anything else you'd like to do in the food court? I don't think so. We'll catch up to the group. All right, so now we move to Hope and Nash, who are making their way down the hallway. And it opens up into this large bar-like area, which, you know, you're familiar with bars. Still have them in this day and age. Looks like a lounge. Uh, There's mist everywhere, so it's hard to see the tables. You just see the tabletops. They're made of a nice wood finish. Uh, Still, after all these years, look like in good shape. There's an area where there's alcohol bottles lined up all on the backside of the bar. There's a jukebox in the corner. There's like a little stage area that you can tell even through the mist. Is, uh, you can tell it's a stage area because of the curtains that are behind it. Even though they're shredded and aged, you can make all this out from the room. Now at the bar area, there appears to be oxygen masks uh, sort of hooked into little spots all along the bar. Hope's going to go to the thing of alcohol and she's going to grab four big bottles and put them in her bag. Okay. Are. Any in particular you're looking for? Uh, whiskey. All right. I uh, don't know the big whiskey brand. What is it? Canadian. There's Canadian, right? There's a Canadian whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> the brown, like, we'll go. How about this? We go with the oh, brown. Crown Royal. Is it Crown Royal? Crown Royal's a whiskey, all right? Canadian. No. No, 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 Crown Royal's a. Wait. It's I don't know if that is. A liqueur, I you do uh, uh, Jack Daniels. It says Jack Daniels on it. There we go. Jack Daniels whiskey? Yeah. The one guy who's never drank anything in his life, I'll just go ahead and tell you what the alcoholic beverages are. I forget what they're called. You just kind of drink it. All right. You get four bottles of whiskey and put them into your pack. And then she'll kind of glance around and see if there may be key cards. Okay. You have a look around, and it's hard to tell if anything's on the ground because of the purple mist. So I don't know if you want to go delving into the purple mist, but you don't see any skeletons around. So, Nash, in the past, did people sniff oxygen? This one is a mystery to me. I don't understand what this would be for. 
Oops, yeah. sorry, not that muted. <laughs> Nash, Nash Magard of the Solar Mines has never seen these apparatus. I wonder well, if I, I wonder I if they work. That's it, then. Maybe they work. Should we try I them? Did... I mean, you can try one. I want to try one of them, Bo. Okay. So what it looks like is you take the oxygen mask and there's a strap that you put on the back of your head and fix it to your face. Yep. I'll fumble with that. All right. So you do that. All right. And there appears to be some buttons and a little slot where you have to put like coinage in. Uh. Does anyone have old world currency? A coin, perhaps. No, but maybe there's a switch back here. And I'll start looking behind the bar to see if maybe there's something that turns on. Okay. Investigation check. Seven. All right. You look through uh, down below and have to kneel into the mist a little bit. And as you examine, you see a face of a skeleton. Ah. <laughs> okay. And you notice it's wearing a key card. Oh, found one. And I'll grab it. All right, and this is for a beautiful young woman named Tara Mebat. <laughs> I say. What? I say, what's her name? Tara Mebat. What's her name of her? What's her name? It's a Tara Mebat. Did you find the button? That, what? Did you find a button? Oh, oh, a uh, button, button, button. I'll get back to looking for a button. You get back to looking for a button, and um, you look through, and you notice that there's like a, um, a screen back there that's actually faintly glowing on. There's a request for credentials there, and next to it is a little scanning device. Oh, shoot, I'll take her key card and I'll hold it up to the scanner. Okay, take the key card and hold it up to the scanner and then the screen changes and it shows a picture of the bar and all the oxygen masks in the facilities. Um, doesn't really have any instructions as to what to do with it. I'll touch the one that's on Nash's face. Okay, a little context menu comes up. It says activate, deactivate, report. Oh, Hope will hold up a metallic thumbs up and then she'll hit activate. Sweet! Right. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the sound go and immediately as you get up and look at Nash, this blue, this brown mist <laughs> starts coming out of the oxygen <laughs> mask. I need you to roll a constitution oh, save, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> of freaking course I do. Okay. Gosh, I love that right it. before this happened, he gets a big <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> Good to go. Uh, sorry, did you say constitution? Yes, please. Uh, that would be a 12. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're now poisoned. Uh, what? With what? What am I poisoned with? I don't know, but whatever's coming through the oxygen mask is not oxygen. Um, it stinks. It smells like brine. It's just horrifying, and you're breathing it in and beginning to suffocate because it's not <laughs> <oxygen>. <laughs> Oh, 
Nash, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And uh, she'll hit deactivate. I tear it off my head and go, ugh. All right, so mark on uh, mark that you're now poisoned. I've never done that. And that really? means you suffer disadvantage on all attack rolls and ability checks for now. Great. Now uh, you take damage every now and then, so. Wait, where do I, is there a thing built into this or no? I've never done it. No, I think you just have to, you can write it under conditions on your character sheet. Yeah, if you click the, conditions, you can add an active condition. Okay. You're currently poisoned. Oh, there we go, poisoned. And you take six points of damage. All right, take six. Okay, poison. I'm not sure what it was, but it was very pungent, very gross, and now you can't. You're like, <coughs> okay, got mucusy coughing. Well, that was brilliant. And on that note, Varel and Stanley walk into the bar. <laughs> you just see Nash with a gas mask on his face, and he's just like, <laughs> brown, brown mist coming out of. The sides. All right. I'll... What exactly are you doing, Nash? I just wanted to try it. We thought maybe it was something good that would give us a. I don't know what what we thought. I just thought I would try it. But now I can now I can tell you with some authority. Don't put the masks on or breathe in the poo mist. It's bad. Stanley's gonna just look over at Varel and say, "Oxygen, not even once." <laughs> Noted. <laughs> we found a key card. We did too. So did we. I should say hope. And how many? That's five cards now? Yep. Whoa. All right. Give we are one. prepared. Can I have one for my little hand? Hope will hand over Tara's card. Sweet. I'm going to just tuck it over here. My little hand will come out of the cloak, grab it, pull it back in. Hold on. Go <laughs> We still have not inspected the spagium. I'm sorry. <laughs> the what? The spagium and massage. The spagium. Oh, the spa and gym and massage. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are three things. The spagium. I mean, look, we can definitely go and do this. Is do we think it's necessary? We should get inside as quickly as possible if the little girl's in there. Are we in a hurry? They're trying to summon a demon into her body, and if he takes hold, then we can't get rid of him. I believe the stakes were set at the actual end of the world level. Maybe we can check out the spa, gym, and massage once that has been averted. If we wish to hurry, we should have put the machine at full. We should have broke down the door and not looked for key cards. You're not necessarily wrong, Varel, but uh, if we all die in the process, then haste is silly at that point. We need a necessary amount of caution mixed with a needed amount of speed. We've got our cards, we can get through, we can see how this goes, and then we can go from there. If need be, we can break down every door afterwards. Just let me know when. 
Let's start making our way back to the security checkpoint. We don't even know if this is going to work. Okay. With some urgency, you begin making your way back to the security checkpoint. As you make your way back to the reception center, or the welcome center, you notice the mist has risen a little bit and is now up to your chest. Cut across the room, headed towards the security checkpoint. But your visibility is very low as the mist surrounds. You if we put Nash the... in first, does his underwear clear the way? <laughs> it is true. Around that's a good point. Around Nash, the, the the mist sort of swirls a little more intensely where he goes. Does it disperse it at all? Or just kind of blows it around? No, there's not so much of it that it just blows around. Okay. Alright, back to security. Alright, so you make your way past the reception desk. Where you think it is, you can see geographically by looking at the ceilings where you're going. Move to that hallway, enter back into the security checkpoint. You can't really see in front of you that much, but as you get close, the light overhead comes on and you hear the voice. Please present your security credentials to the security professional at the desk. For real, you want to go first? Hand me a card. Uh, why don't we give him the demon-looking one, just in case? Oh, yeah, we could do that. All right, and we'll hand over the doctor. All right, okay. I will hold my doctor card. All right, present it to the security panel for scanning. Present it to the security panel. Here. And then the door opens. Welcome back, Dr. Dr. Gently. Thank you. Please proceed through the next stage of security screening. All right, I'll start entering the door. All right, the door closes behind you immediately. And you're now in this hallway where there's no mist. There's mirrors on either side of you and a door on the other end. And then the light begins to flash. And you hear as a laser light sort of scans you from top to bottom. The door then opens. Please proceed to the exit. All right, I'll proceed to the exit. You proceed to the exit and get out on the other side, and you're now still in an area where the mist is intense and up to your chest. Right, I'll look no back longer. to the group. Thumbs up. Yeah, you can see them through plexiglass. All right. Who's next going through? Uh, I'll go. And I'll go through. And, and, I'll, and I'll reach which up. Which ID are you going to be using? I have this one, and my little hand pops out, hands me the card. I hold it down with my regular hand. What was her name on there? I forgot. Tara. Tara. I'm Tara. Okay. So you scan it. Uh, the voice goes, please present it to the security panel for scanning. It scans open and the door opens to the little chamber. All right. I'm in. The same, the same process happens. And it says, thank you. Please 
make your way to the exit, and you're allowed to go through. Okay. You next, I'll Stanley? Hang out with I'll Ro. go next. I'll uh, use the, the Bobby B's ID. Okay. I'll be sure to grab the Estefan badge before. Yeah. Yeah, we'll give Hope the Estefan Borghetti. <laughs> all right so you do the same process stanley it tells asks you to scan at the door you scan it it opens up you walk in you're scanned and then it says please make your way to the exit and you make it through with that event lastly is hope all right scan the card and i'll walk into the room all right so you go it says please present your card to the security panel you're right. presented to the security panel, and it scans it, and you're bang. Card reading error. Please clearly present your card to the control panel. Alright, I'll hold it up again. Bang. Shit. We are unable to read your card. Please contact reception for assistance on obtaining a new card. Uh, am I able to go back through... Is there a, a way to clearly go back through? No. Oh, well, that's a problem. Oh. That's bad. Okay, so I'll look at the card. Is it just a plastic thing? Does it look like there are any do you have the Do you have the other card? I think I have it, the Ricky Julian one. Oh, so you wanted to go back through to do it. You might be able to toss it over the security checkpoint and get it to her, like, because there's plexiglass, but it's like there's a space over top where you might be able to... Could a mage hand float over the top of it? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. I'm going to have the mage hand appear and take the little Ricky Julian card and hover its way over and drop it okay. down to hope. All right. Cool. So you get the Ricky Julian card, and there's like this teenager on it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll shake my head as I scan it. You scan it and you hear and the whole room lights up with red. Please do not move. Security is dispatched on the way. And these four turrets come out of the ceiling and point them point themselves at you. But two of them just fall to the ground and just break. There's two left. There's just there's just two left. Please do not move. Put your hands in the air and wait for security to detain you. There's this loud sirens going. We can't get in there. I'll move my arm slowly and see if it causes a reaction. It does. The gun's sort of. Oh. Please do not move, or we will open fire. Nope, the firing didn't happen yet. <laughs> Sorry, wrong one. <laughs> Dodged him. The somersault. Warning shot. Mm. Oops. Uh, how how much of the gap was there, Bo? Yeah, it's Would... like maybe like a foot from the ceiling to the top of the walls as these are cordoned off security section. So diplomacy would be able to float over there if need be? Sure. All right. I'm going to pull out the sword, whisper parlay, and send diplomacy to go and aim at one of the turrets. Okay. And then I'm going to have the mage hand move up and grab the barrel of another turret. 
Can they do that simultaneously? Well, bonus action for diplomacy and okay. action for mage hand. So I think All right. so. Alright, so make an attack roll with diplomacy. Oh, I wasn't necessarily going to attack yet. I was going to try and get the like Luke Skywalker nod from Hope first. Okay, so just put putting them in position. Yeah. Okay, you can do that. You, you float the hand and the sword up over the uh, baffling the steel walls for this space over top and then sort of aim them close and hope you see this. Okay, cool. I'll give that nod. Alright, so the mage hand is going to try to forcibly push the barrel of the one gun at the other gun Okay. and then diplomacy is going to... that will be the first action and then diplomacy is going to strike that gun as well. The same gun that's also being shot at by the other gun? Yes. Yes. Okay. Contingency plans in case some of this doesn't work. Okay. How much strength does your mage hand have? It can do ten pounds. But okay. considering so, these oh, things just fell, I don't I don't know, maybe it's Alright, so the one mage hand. hand goes to push the other one and it doesn't move. Crud. Okay, well diplomacy's still gonna attack. Alright. Very good. Uh, that is going to be a 24 to hit. Okay, so uh, the sword sinks itself into the to the to the weapon. How much damage do you do? Uh, it's going to be nine points of damage to it. Okay, it sinks itself in and, and disrupts it enough, and you hear interference detected. Open fire, and you just hear. <laughs> and you see the, the bright lights fly up. Uh, Hope, as it's a, one gun is about to open fire, it jams and just explodes. There's this loud <laughs> explosion near the mage hand, and the mage hand goes flying like a floppy little thing. Oh, no. <laughs> There's this explosion, and the one that John stabs disrupts it enough that the bullets just fly past your head, and it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't gift that, please. Um, and then... <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> Why did I do that? Um, okay, so it hits the... It hits the, the plexiglass and then bounces off the wall and you can hear it ricocheting three or four times throughout the room. You're <laughs> like, oh shit. And then finally um, the firing stops as the sword rips it off and makes it fall to the ground too. <laughs> There's dust everywhere in the room now. <laughs> Alright, I'll call diplomacy back to me. Okay, we call it back to you. Is there anything on our side? You said there was a computer or something over here, right? That we could see through the window? Well, there's a plexiglass panel that you can sort of see through a couple of them over to where Hope is. Mm. You could send back one of the other key cards. Oh, that's a good point. We just sent Ricky Julian's over for some reason. Yeah, apparent, well, apparently he's a criminal. <laughs> we did it. Who would have known? You know, no one knew. Uh, Alright, we will uh, I'll have the mage hand come back over and run uh, Bobby B's ID over to Hope. Okay. Uh, mage hand appears in front of you, Hope, with Bobby B's identification. Alright. <laughs> coughing, she'll grab it and she'll hold it up to the Alright. The door opens up and it says, please proceed into the security screening process. <laughs> and you, you move in, <laughs> the door closes. 
And there's flashes of lights and the laser scans you. It says, several illegal weapons detected. <laughs> and then the door she's gonna open. shake her head and she's gonna kneel down and she's gonna pull out a thing of whiskey and she's gonna open it and just take a drink before <laughs> camping it back up and putting it back. <laughs> You're now good. stuck in this room, unfortunately. She's gonna take a second drink. And then she'll put the it up. The rest of the party, you notice that the door is not opening. Morel, do you think you could pull it open? Would that further the alarms? At this point, I think we need to just keep everybody together and on the same side. I don't know how else we get her out. The glass, we could pull on the top of the glass, right? Use a weight. Are we being careful or are we in a hurry? We're in a hurry. Hurry then. All right, and I'll start breaking the door. <laughs> okay. Attack roll, please. Uh, 20, not natural. Okay, are you adding your flame shield to the business or just fists? I was just fists. Okay. Damage dice, please. Nine points of damage. Okay. So I uh, hope you just hear a loud boom, boom, and you see Varel's fist break through the metal. <laughs> this is a large fist. You've now punched a hole into the door. All right, I'm going to start bending and working a hole big enough. Strength check, please. 21. All right, and you see another second hand come through and just bend the metal of the door into an opening large enough for you to sort of crawl through. Nice. I will crawl through. Th right. Thank you. Oh, I guess that uh, was harder than it needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the culprit of our key cards? Uh, Ricky Julian. Destroy Ricky Julian. <laughs> no, you hold have, out the you card. Have it. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it and I'll crush it. <laughs> Strength check. <laughs> Ten. They cr you crush it into several pieces. <laughs> Punches through a metal <laughs> door, foiled by crushing an ID card. <laughs> ID cards. And just <laughs> well, you know, you got the credit cards where you're trying to break them. You have to be like, oh wait, hang on. And. Yep. Nope. There we go. All right. I throw it on the ground. But now we have working key cards. That'll serve us as well for the rest. I have been informed we are in a hurry, and we proceed as such. Okay. You make your way down the hallway, and then there's a set of stairs. The mist is heavy. So the only reason you can tell there's stairs is because the little sign on the wall that says stairs. As you make your way down the set of stairs, there's railings. And it opens up into an area where you see a sub subway, a rail car, just parked along a track out into the open. I walk up to the door. Mm-hmm. Is it locked? Uh, it's easy to open. You sort of fiddle at it with your fingers, and you feel that you can open it quite easily. All right, slide it open. Now you slide it open, and you enter into the rail car. Excellent. There's seats everywhere. There's no mist inside the, the rail car. You're able to see clearly now your feet and everything around. Inside the rail car, there are seats and there are skeletons. 
many of them. Dozens. Oh. Does everyone else make their way into the rail car? Yeah, yeah. come in. Following. I'll make your way into the rail car, and now you're inside, and it's closed off air-wise. It's musty and stinky in here. Smell of death and decay. Outside in the windows, you see mist, and that you're in a tunnel. You see the purple mist, and that you're in a tunnel. Um, you're in the middle area of the of the rail car. All right. Well, I suppose we're going to need to get this thing moving. But uh, do we have any idea where we're actually going to be taking it? I mean, Varela pointed out the containment, which is probably as good of a guess as any. Which seems to be off the map, sadly. Somehow we're located in the middle of the facility. I'm not sure how we would go about getting to that. Does this thing have power? You can't tell from here. But there are emergency lights on. There's red glow inside the subway car. Maybe one of the laboratories would lead to it? Could very well. There's also the Gordon Shuttle Bay, as well as a maintenance if we require more power. About shipping and receiving. <laughs> I mean, if we could do something to get rid of this purple smoke, it would be extremely helpful. That might be maintenance. I don't know how much credit we can give to the actual map itself, but the green line that we saw on the map was at least back in the direction of Kervalon, which is where we know that beam of light was originating from. Hmm. To the Tang Dana Center, RC Tang. <laughs> what? Slow down and read it again. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like you said Tang Anus Center. <laughs> <laughs> no, the RC Tang Data Center, or Sentry. Data Center. Data, right? Yeah, Data. Data Center. Which it's way the, is the mm. Which way is the train facing or does it go both ways? Um the train appears to move both ways here. Uh, if you're judging by the map it probably slides into this area to pick up and then continue on its path. Well, all of this is inconsequential if we don't get this thing moving. So, why don't we move to the front? See what we can do. And then we can see what our options are as far as the destination goes. Okay, so you make your way to the front of the subway, or the rail car. Um, You push your way past the skeletons and the seats and the death and decay that are all throughout this rail car. Make your way to a door, and the door is jar that's open, so you don't really have to break it open, slide it open. And you notice that, just like with the funicular, there's a panel... It's a red light, and a green light, and a lever. A lever stuck in the center right now. If you push forward, we'll go forward. If you pull back, we'll go back. Thank you, Nash. I do a little bow. <laughs> You're also very cool. I am good. <laughs> 
groin is cool. Actually, it affects well, me all well, over. Right? I, uh, my whole body is air conditioned, not just my crotch, right? It keeps your whole body cool, but your groin area is especially cool, given that's where the device is. Okay. Hope I crashed the last one of these, and I don't know if it was any fault of mine or simply time. Why don't you go ahead and take the lead when it comes to machines? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And Hope will go and hit the green button. Okay. And you hear a clink as it appears to loosen the subway car, and you begin rolling. Slowly push up the lever. Alright, you push up the lever and you hear and you begin traversing forward uh, towards a direction. Then it comes up to this sort of Y junction and the rail car, after a few minutes it reaches the Y junction, turns right. You see a sort of sign on the side and the walls just appear to be this brick walling all around with gravel on the ground and a rail track below and you see a, a sign that says up next you know the, the sign that says laboratory C uh, coming soon the train continues do you want to stop at laboratory C I'll start slowing down yeah and I'll stop us there just so we can take a look and see if anything looks suspicious maybe smoke's coming from it or All right, it goes so, down yeah where did I put these guys hang on a sec stairs leading to a sign that says containment uh oh <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, <clears throat> you make your you pull up close to that section. Sorry, I'm just gonna do something real quick here. I see if I move these to a different way. Okay, so you make your you close in on the area and you hit the brakes and you're as it closes down. Um, the station itself, as you sort of look in, you see that again, there's lots of purple mist in this area. But everything's crumbled in by rocks. So you just see sort of a platform and then a giant cave-in where there are lots of rocks. There doesn't appear on a cursory glance to be anywhere to go at this station. All right, we press on? Yeah, I think so. But uh, I think the big thing we're going to have to decide is if we're going to stay on the blue line or get to the red line. So from what you can tell by the map, it's that it requires a different, it's a different subway car for the different lines. Oh, okay. So it's not like the transfer station isn't to, like, switch tracks or anything Transfer station like is to get off of one and then to get on a new rail car. Cool. Well, get us to the... The transfer station. You continue along for another, it's a good five minutes at this clip, a large compound as you make your way along. Excuse me. And you make your way to the south transfer station. You see the sign up there, and then it enters into this area. You just see it's the site of a massacre. There's just skeletons all over the place, up on the walls, dangling from the ceiling. And as you slow down the train to take a look, you see that. It's a play. It's a station where you would get off. There's like a little, looks like a corner store that's defunct. There are skeletons everywhere, and a second railway to transfer, but no rail car. 
So I guess that settles it. We stay blue. Yeah, I don't see any reason why we should necessarily get off here. Okay. You continue along, gloom, 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 turning to the right as the as the rail car continues on in this quiet area. Gloom, 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 gloom. At one point, as it turns, you think you see a large shadow of some weird shape and a light behind it, but then it disappears. And you continue on, gloom, 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 and you get to the next station, which is called Storage. Cool, I'll slow us down again. Stop it. Slow down. Uh, you see that this area, if there's a small, uh, it's a very small platform that you would get off on, and this also just caved in massively. There's rocks everywhere. It's filled up. You don't really see a way to get in. No skeletons. Purple mist around here. All right. I'll keep it going then to shipping and receiving. Okay. Uh, same story with shipping and receiving. Just to be efficient, you make your way through it. It also looks caved in. You continue on and press on to the Gordon Shuttle Bay. This is the first time you've seen, apart from the South Transfer Station, a platform that is open. Um, as you go to slow down and examine the platform, you notice that uh, there's a, a light mist. The mist seems to be receded here. And uh, there aren't any skeletons on the platform. And there appears to be a doorway in the back leading off-site to whatever the Gordon Shuttle Bay is. Well, do you right. try this, or...? Well, we gotta think about where we're headed. I still think that there might be something to the fact that the green line goes back the way we came. Back the way of the light and all of that. But then again, I don't know exactly what the Gordon Shuttle Bay is, so if we want to investigate it, we certainly can, but it does potentially lose us a lot of time. What do you think, Pharrell? I think this place tells a story. I think we should find out that story before we go poking our nose in anywhere. Is that a vote for continuing forward or stopping here? We should find a place of authority. Perhaps administration. Nash, what are your thoughts? I'm inclined to agree with Varel. Alright. Push All right. forward. Move it forward. Alright. As you rush past the Gordon Shuttle Bay and come up upon Laboratories A. Now, this facility, also, the platform seems to be wide open. As you approach this facility, this platform, this subway station, you notice that along the walls, purple crystals, purple and blue crystals begin to form along the sides of the walls. And as you run close to the subway station, you notice that. The entranceway has all this mineral growth on the ceiling and floors leading into the laboratories. And as you approach the crystals, they seem to hum. In the background, over the top of the subway, you hear a hum. And it looks like the crystals agitate a little bit. 
as the subway car roars on by. Do you wish to stop or continue on? What's the story with this one, Varel? Crystals are caused by mineral buildup. There's a leak here. I believe this place to be toxic. We move on. But what if this is where the, the smoke is coming from? Then we shall find that out at oh, administration. Yes. Also, Varel, naturally forming crystals don't make this sound. This is ethereal, otherworldly, not, not normal. That is your department. <laughs> That's uh, your Walmart. Uh, <laughs> I I don't want to do anything the team doesn't want to do, but there could be something of value here. Of course, we are Let's in a hurry. Make a note of it for now, and we can always come back if need be. Okay. Okay. Press forward. All right, you press forward along the subway, and you get to Laboratories B. Now, this is sort of a combo station as you approach it. You notice that on the left side, the, the entrance to the Laboratories B would be there, but it's caved in, just like a lot of the other places. It's just broken in, rocks everywhere. It doesn't look like there's anything on that side of the platform. You do see on the other side, it's empty, no corpses of any kind, and no mist of any kind. And you notice there's a transfer station where there should be a rail car leading down this green line, but there's no rail car down that line. But there's no mist here either. Did the mist just kind of fade out, or did it? Yeah, it just down? begin to dissipate before you know it. As you approach the station, it just appeared to be clear. Okay. Well, to administration then. Proceed. Yeah. Yeah. Administration. Okay. The train continues on along its path. And <clears throat> as you get close to it, uh, you notice that the mist begins appearing back into the, the subway corridor. And as you approach administration, you notice that similarly to a lot of other locations, it's caved in and closed. It was filled with rocks. There's no platform. Just the remnants of some of the pieces of platform there that you can see in the sign that says administration. Alright, well, I'll press onward. One other stop. Then we can make an informed decision from there. Yeah. And so it's a short little stop uh, to the next one, which is labeled executive offices. And as you approach this platform, you see that this area is not caved in. In fact, it looks hardly untouched at all. Apart from the red lighting that's filling up the area, this emergency lighting in the room, um, you notice that there, there are pillar, or columns, pillars that sort of hold up the ceiling, and there's these chairs everywhere, and an entrance towards the back that leads to the executive offices. And as you bring the train to a halt, there's a quietness to the area. I will exit. You step oh. out onto the platform. Varel's ready. He's mm. going to get to the bottom <laughs> of this mystery. You see, you step out onto the platform and, and notice that the air in this area is quite warm. Very hot. 
A purple mist, again, not too heavy here, down to about your ankles. It's a small amount of mist. It's quiet, hot. No enemy assailants. How does it seem, Varel? Is this where we're headed? It is warm, but otherwise seems untouched by whatever cataclysm hit this place. So we proceed? I believe so. It's a place of authority. Yeah, we're here now. We might as well check it out. At the very least, we cross one more thing off of the potential places to go. Okay, so you make your way towards the back of the room, of the platform, and see that there are doors there. As you approach the doors, the doors just go and, and open up. And you see a long carpeted hallway before you. All right. I'll lead us down it. Okay. Oh, another map. You're now in a darkened area. It's dead, dead, deadly quiet, and the hallway leads down before you. Let me open, reveal some areas that you would definitely be able to see. You can see all the way down this long hallway here. You guys see okay? Mm. Yeah. I'm in the wrong zone, but I'm sure I can out. I need to back out, so. Yep, I see it now. A long hallway. There are red lights sort of glowing the passage. They seem to be you. emanating from doorways, or is there something on the wall that's giving off no, the light? there's these little red lights on the ceiling. That are glowing at various uh, spots within this area. All right, I would like to proceed quickly but purposely mm -hmm. to the first door here, at the door edge. Okay, and you want to peer around the corner? Yeah. You want to do it stealthily? I do. Okay, so roll a stealth check, please. All right. Before I go sticking my head out around the corner, I will use my advantage from the prismatic scales to turn myself the color of the metal wall. Gotcha. Okay. So then you're at your stealth advantage then when making your stealth check. A 24 for my head going around that corner. Okay, 24. All right, so you peer around the corner. And you see a long hallway. Hmm. Other direction? Uh, and you take a quick glance down the other direction. Sorry, it takes a bit of time to reveal these things accurately. See another passage heading down the right? Hmm. Whisper back to the group, it seems we have many doors. 
Well, do we clear on our way up? Or do we just march forward? That'd be safest. Let's do it quickly. Same teams. Left, right. Open doors. Clear the area. Advance. Sounds good. Okay. You so Stanley and I will take the right. Yeah, hope you go okay. in front. There you go. You move in teams of two, police style. And head... Oh, you want to be careful walking okay. past intersections? Yeah, just so that there's a door. Are you guys are clearing intersections? I mean... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, that would be your next stop. This would be your next stop. For okay. Cool. Okay. So, uh, stealth rolls from both Hope and Varel, please. 17. 15. Actually, I'll need stealth rolls from Stanley and Nash, too, to ensure they're being quiet. <laughs> That's a good, good call. Nash and his amazing underwear. 16 mm-hmm. for me. 16 stealth. Okay. Uh, 25. It was a natural 20. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez, nice. All right. So we're going to reveal uh, the vision for Stanley and Varel first. So you check out. This is like Bomberman. Oh, jeez, yeah. Totally Bomberman. I mean, you can see down the hallway here till it ends. Something really this familiar about this. Got a lot of detailing. So you can see down either hall, you see red emergency lights. Nothing jumps out of you. Cracks in the floor. Detritus. Uh, hope you see this here. Let's reveal this sort of area as you peer around the corner. And you see... Oh, you don't see anything there yet. See, check that. That's what you see, Hope. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Varel, do you want to continue clearing with your next move? Yeah, I'll move us down south to the next doorway so there's nothing coming from behind us. Okay, there's a doorway here. I know it's hard to see if there's a doorway here. Oh, I here. see it. Yeah, okay. There's, like, there's about five doorways down that hallway. Okay, so... Check that first room and see it's just empty with an old desk in it. Some decrepit chairs. Okay, hope your turn. Alright, I'm gonna move ahead a little bit and stick my head into the hallway that was revealed and see what's at the end. Is it at this side here? Like the that side? Yeah. Okay. You just wanna check out all the way down make your stealth roll, please. Okay, this is going to be a 21. And that hallway appears to go to nowhere, curiously enough. And this side over here seems to extend a little farther down as we clear it a little more for you. Cool. I'll shift in and then peer into the hallway that, peer into the doorway that's in front of me on my left. Okay, and another stealth roll. 18. Look in, you see another sort of strange looking office space. There's a desk in the far back with some chairs in it. Another doorway leading off to another area. Burrell, your turn. Alright, I will check out the door on my left. Mm -hmm. Stealth roll, please. 
eight. Okay, open up that area and see that there's a office. It's got a the, the desk walls towards the back in an L shape. Chairs. Nothing special in this room. It's old and run down. No papers or machinery. If there were any papers, they'd long since been rotted and destroyed. Turned into dust. Alright, then I would continue down this way. Alright. And we will count your stealth roll as continued here. You notice that there's a again empty offices all along this area in this cubicle section. As you finish exploring it out. Towards the end of the hall you take a look and there appears to be a bathroom in the back. Then we have to go to the bathroom. All right, we'll let Nash know about that. <laughs> Wait, a, a, a future Nash might float out of it. Be careful. You never know. All right, Hope, it's up to you. All right, I'm going to move close to the doorway and stick my head in to see if I can see what's in the, the back room of this room we've looked yeah. in. Stealth roll. I feel like we're uh, on that nine. level in huh. Dead Space 2 where you're back on the Ishimura. Mm -hmm. it, there is a real familiar vibe to this tile set. It's kind of <laughs> freaking me out. I don't know what um, from. So you, Bioshock, maybe something. You peer down the hallways, just notice there's more desks, more offices, more rooms. All right, I'll move into the room and then just to make sure and peer into that the final room at the end of this collection. Okay, stealth check, please. Gonna be a 20. Okay. Peer into the room and see that it's one of the larger offices, and there's a doorway to the back leading. You're not sure where. Cool, I'll head to that doorway to the back and peek in. As you make your way to the door, everyone hears the sound of something falling and hitting the ground and going... <laughs> as it echoes through the hallways. Can we tell where it came from? No. To the north, maybe? Couldn't find anything. <laughs> just taking I it's the like sound to... of like a shelving falling over something. Just like yeah. a loud... I would like to run back into the edge of the main tunnel and okay. look up north. By you've run quickly, but you're making your heavy footsteps are going so you're making noise now by running. Peer to the north, look down, do it stealthy style so you don't get seen. Make a roll. 19. Okay, you peer around the corner with an eyeball, take a look down, see nothing. Bring your head back in. I'll hold. Keep watching. Now hope as you sit still and peer around the corner. Uh, so Nash, you were still in that hallway, so let's leave you in that hallway for oh, now. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, that's the trouble with the map is you guys move around. And I can't keep up with where everyone is and, and the way I'm plotting things. It's all good. You feel a chill in the back of your neck. My neck? Nope, Hope does. Hope's neck, sorry. She feels my underwear all the way over there. 
<laughs> that was pretty it's good. Weird but refreshing. The windy briefs. <laughs> Feel chill on the back of your neck. Before even looking around the corner? Well, as you look around the corner, you oh. feel as though something's behind you. Uh, I'm just going to keep looking around the corner then. <laughs> All right, you keep looking around the corner, and you feel something wrap itself around your head. Uh, I'll start making... And tentacles Ooh. spring out in front of your face and begin <gasps> closing in on top of you. And that's where we'll leave it for this week. Oh my gosh. Oh my dude. gosh. Wow. Oh. Can any of us tell that this is happening? Well, I guess I can't. I gotta wait until next week. Sorry. We can't. We kind of didn't do it in proper turn order, so it's always hard. Like, I'm, I'm like, okay, here's where the thing's gonna happen. And then Nash is like, Brink moves his token in. And I'm like, now it doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, what sometimes happens is I won't move at all, and then you guys will go, Nash, you're way back in the eighth room behind us. Like, I'm just trying to keep it's up. True. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. So if we're not doing proper turn order, it's easy to be disorganized. It throws me. Wow. So. All right. Tentacles. Anyways, nice. next week. I can't wait for tentacle tentacle resolution. Is what that'll be. <laughs> uh, awesome. Oh my gosh. Well done. Uh, that's gonna do it for uh, there will be dungeons. Don't forget you can support this show and all that we do over at there will be dungeons. There's a little link at there will be dungeons.com. It lets you support the show. Get some cool swag in the mail. Early uh, bonus shows, that sort of stuff. It's all there, written out in plain old English. Uh, go ch- or common, I guess, would be the fun way to say it. Go check it out. That's at therewillbedungeons.com. We'll be back next week with the continuing adventures uh, with all of us. Anything uh, missing? Bo, anything else you want to say? You got anything else? Nope. We'll be back next week, and there's more terrifying beings. There's things to see still. That'll wait us all. Yeah. So be ready. We'll be back then. Thank you all for being here. And how come this won't work? And we'll see you next time. (laughs) This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.